Relatively Healthy is brought to you by the Forever Dog Podcast Network. Listen to more great podcasts at foreverdogpodcast.com. And if you have questions about health, wellness, sex, dating, hookups, weird things happening to your body, whatever, please call us at 844-STOLARX, that's S-T-O-L-A-R-X, and leave us a voicemail. And you can also DM us on Twitter. Our handle is at 844-STOLARX, just like the hotline. And while you're there, please follow us, and you can see photos of our recording sessions and audience polls, and you can, you know, tell us you love us, all the things we know you're going to do anyway. Thanks! Hey everyone, welcome to Relatively Healthy. I'm Janie Stoller and I'm joined by special guest co-host Matt Palmer. Hi there. Hello there. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for being here. It really is such a delight. I like to bring my no credentials to the pod. Yes. <laughs> I think um, that's important. Ellen is off getting her life in Michigan's finest strip malls, eating their ice cream, going to their cheesecake factories. Of course. So we said, who is as qualified? Matt Palmer. Ugh, loved med school. It was killer. <laughs> yeah, it must have been so much work. I know. I slayed it, though. <laughs> you slayed it. <laughs> I um, So today's episode's fun because we have the weirdest question we've received so far. I can't. I've heard so much about this question. It'll be weirder than you think. I can't imagine. And we have an interview with a couple who has experience with openness. And Matt and I are two people who don't have that experience, (laughs) nor could we imagine. No. No. (laughs) Because it's hard enough being in a relationship and managing one person's feelings in your own, like more than one would kill me. Exactly. Because then it's like, well, what if you like him more than me? And you're my supposed to be What if they both like you so much? Uh, Well, this is just a dream. (laughs) No. Okay. So you're in a relationship with Zac Efron Uh. and um, Channing Tatum, right? (laughs) And okay. they both love you so, so much. Oh, hard and they life. say, Matt, we can't do it anymore. You have to pick one of us. Isn't okay. this how it works? In the yeah, I think, I think we've got open relationships down to a science. It's like the last episode of The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> and you just pick one. And you pick one. <laughs> and you pick Brian with his stupid cheek implants. Exactly. <laughs> Who would you pick between Channing and Zach? Oh, there's. I'd have to get a timeline year-wise. If we're talking... <laughs> If we're talking current day Channing, I think Zach Baywatch wise, he's gotten too muscular and oh, like ridiculous looking. Okay. But if we're going back to a film we saw together in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Charlie, Charlie St. Cloud. <laughs> that is like peak Zach Efron and maybe peak person. Like physically, just like a lovely tan, a good musculature. Now, but are not you too- also 18 at the time? Because. <laughs> I'll tell you. He wasn't 18, was he? He wasn't 18. He wasn't wasn't 18. He was an adult. I was. I I have my own issues with like age because I love boy band and I don't. I don't sexualize the boys. They're literally, they say we're saving a boy. Yes. But I have to go back in time in my yes. head and be like, if I were 16, I would have liked this And that's guy. the thing is you've been a young lady loving a backstreet boy. Yes. So you yes. understand the sentiment. Exactly. Yes. So I don't know the math exactly where we're landing on this, <laughs> but we're just going to say whatever it is, there's no foul play. Right. <laughs> but this is kind of how I feel when I watch. Have you seen the Call Me By Your Name trailer? It is uh, the new gay movie that is like... There's uh, a gay ar- movie? A new, I know, a brand wow. new gay movie. Army Hammer is playing uh, like this guy who comes and lives with this family in, a, in like Italy for the summer, I think. And But the thing is, his male love interest is 17. No. And I'm like, why is he 17? Why would they do that? Like, obviously, I'm going to watch a movie about... Um, Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Being a homosexual. But he's hot. He's beautiful. He was on my, my top five one year. Yeah, he was. He <laughs> but, was. 
Uh, I just wish this young man wasn't so young. Yeah, why is he 17? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of like ignoring that about it because it's yeah. like a, a gay movie and that doesn't often get made. And it's like right. really beautiful and heartfelt and like, can't wait to see the peach scene. I don't know what that means, but it's okay. something. Mm. There's some sexual act. It's like uh, the grapefruit oh, the scene. Grapefruit scene. <laughs> Girl's trip. I hope it's just that. <laughs> I hope it is. Um, so I, I think there's just, uh, young men are off limits. <laughs> it's, For it's sure. I think that should just be like a rule <laughs> that for some reason people don't know how to process yes. it still comes up and because the thing is i feel like even though young women are sexualized i feel like it's like they're definitely off limits like yes there's a count on clock for gross people who want to know when I they know. turn 18 but it's like no no also, no yeah they're definitely first in line <laughs> like when paris hilton turned 18 <laughs> that guy with the countdown clock was like ready and she was yeah, like sure definitely this sh- guy yeah that guy that's a good guy <laughs> But um, with guys, it's like when, uh, what is it, Mary Kay Letourneau and yeah, Billy yeah. Falau, it's like, oh, look, he was just like being a guy, like being a dude. <laughs> like, you better get it, buddy. It's like, no, no, no. Still rape. Still rape. <laughs> You're straight and guy. <laughs> always makes me laugh. It's really, it's you better get it, guy. <laughs> um, it's all I have. But wait, no. So could you see yourself in an open relationship? If a guy, if no. a guy you were singularly <laughs> dating was like, Yo, Jane. <laughs> like, I really... Yo, Jane. Yo, Jane. <laughs> I think this has been so great, but I think we should, like, maybe open it up so that, like, we can, like, make sure we can be satisfied in all ways and I don't have to put that all like, on oh, you. oh, I'm not enough for you? Get out. <laughs> Leave now. If it was, like, I need more, I'd be like, then get more. <laughs> so there's no way to no, put this I'm to everything. Jane there's you're, no reason why someone should need more than I am. You're every woman. I'm every woman. It's all it's in me. All in you. <laughs> but I think... To that point, too, it's like, I don't have that urge at all. Yes. I don't see it. I'm not wired that way, maybe, yes. or it just doesn't make sense to me. It's, I, I'm not interested. Yeah. So if if I were with someone who wanted that, they, I'd just be a bad match yeah, for that. Yeah, like, oh, I'm not who you want to be with. Yeah, exactly. I also, like, I don't know if there's statistics on open relationships and percentage-wise. And I'd be curious to know, maybe people are talking about it more, like, if um, heterosexual couples, like, what? I don't know how many... How, what percent there are of that. Right. I, I personally don't know any heterosexual couples that, that are open. open. I'd yeah. be curious to know. And if anyone actually listening. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. What number could they call? They could. Thank you, Matt. No problem. They could call one eight four four stole R X S T O L A R X, Or they can find us now on Twitter at 844-STOLE-RX. That is so cool. It's I our number. It. Good um, We want to hear... You'll hear an interview in this pod with one couple and their experience, but we want to hear from more. We want to hear all types of people, all experiences. Um, and if you're offended by what Matt and I said, as you should be. <laughs> Which I'm sure you are. As I'm sure we I hear the riots coming together for <laughs> exactly, us. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. If you are, like, let us know. Yeah. I mean, don't be mean. But we're willing to learn. I mean, we're... to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Not every opinion is right, but I'm not thinking that every opinion I have is right. Right. Like, you know what works for someone else may not work for me, and that's cool. Yes, that's I totally fine. agree. That was the point of True Life, MTV's hit show. <laughs> of course. We'd get insight into other people's lives, yes. and we'd go, not for me, but okay for them. We actually watched True Life, uh, I Am Polyamorous <gasps> oh my together. God, yes, and that guy had a denim vest on. Remember? I, I don't. I've blocked okay, that out. So that was a hard the fashion only, choice. It was. It was like, a, my image is like, they were all dancing. It was like three men dancing, and mm. one of them had this denim vest on. Ooh. So that's what I took that's away. That's chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we're going to get to that. But first, we have my favorite voicemail, not to play favorites. We have my favorite voicemail <laughs> I've ever received. So let's give this one a listen. I'm terrified. Hello, this is Liz calling from Brooklyn. Um, I'm a 25-year-old female, and I have a really weird 
question about a recent hookup. Um, a guy came over and, you know, we, we made it very clear it was going to be a one night stand situation. Um, he, once he like removed the condom afterwards, I threw it in my trash can. Uh, and then as he was leaving, um, and getting dressed and everything, he was like, um, I'm sorry, I know this is really weird, but it's actually really important to me that I just dispose of the condom. And so he, I didn't know what to say. Like I had just met this person and I was like, okay. And then he like took it out of my trash can and brought it out the door with him. Um, and I don't know. I've, I've been trying to ask my guy friends, like why a guy would do that. They all think it's super weird, which made me feel a lot better. Um, at first I didn't know if this was like a thing. I just didn't know about that guys do. But yeah, so I'd love any of your takes on that odd behavior and why a guy might feel the need to do that. Um, thank you so much. I, I'm a huge fan of the pod and of both of you. Um, and have a great day. Bye. I can't even. Okay, so here's the thing. This is insane. And I don't think you're going to find an, a guy telling you a reason because it makes no sense. This I, is not normal. I have a theory. Okay, go. <laughs> this may not make sense. I don't know anything about having heterosexual sex yeah. and pregnancy. But yes. my theory is right. he thinks, oh, maybe this crazy girl's going to try to like impregnate herself yes. with my semen after the fact. And I'm going to like be down at, like this amount of money for 18 years every <laughs> fucking month. <laughs> And it's just insane because it's like, buddy, you're not Drake. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're not co- like Kobe Bryant. Like, no one's really going to try to, like, trick you into having this, your... This, like, Brooklyn dude right. baby who's, like, <laughs> gross, obviously. No, you're right. That's the one thing I thought. That's... And, like, when we get Ellen, the insight I want is how long sperm can live. Right. Because if we're even going to entertain this <laughs> shithead's craziness, would it even be possible? Did it happen to him? Like, where do you get that idea? And then my other thing is like, if you are crazy, but mm-hmm. this guy is, yes. and God bless this woman. Thank you for submitting. I'm sorry you went through this. I I, my too. heart really goes out to my you. It's broken. It's broken. <laughs> like you shouldn't have to deal with this kind of stuff. Of all the things, this is like one of the one of the, like the things not on the list no. of possibilities. No. If he did believe that, he should pick it up discreetly and walk out because to say I'm going to take it and not explain it is insane. It invites so many questions. Yes. I mean, it would invite some questions if you looked in your condom that you threw away with condoms. Like, I threw that away, right? Right. Like, where? But I would turn it in myself be like, what did I do with that? Where is it? <laughs> I'm crazy. I mean, yeah, but you don't want to, I, I guess I don't know what the best mode is because you don't want to leave a lady spiraling with your stolen condom. Totally. <laughs> you know, because like where that condom ended up is like kind of an important thing. Right. I would assume. Um, I just, it just kind of reinforces the fact that like not every, but a lot of straight men really view themselves all as prizes. They are all the prize to be won somehow. And they are just killing it in life. And every moment is like fucking amazing. And like this, this girl, I'm just like getting a hookup and like, she just like wants to trap me. They're always She wants to have a child with you and raise it alone and she's a 25 year old woman in Brooklyn who wants to have this random guy's baby. That's the goal. Just to like get money from you. Like it's crazy. Like so many guys. They think you make money off it. Yes. Not that you're like living check to check trying to survive. No no they think oh yeah they're trying to trap me with a baby. And it's just it's uh, uh, (laughs) uh, 
Ugh, it's crazy. This whole thing is so crazy. I feel so bad. And if you are that guy who is that paranoid, don't have sex then. I know. Like, keep it in your friggin' pants. Right, or like have sex at your place if you want to like right. own the condom that you have. There are ways... Or get a, a vasectomy. Yes, all options. options. But it's just like... But of course, you just will do what... like. This just this is such an awkward situation that didn't need to happen. No, and it's if, insulting. It's insulting. It makes her. It makes it seem like he thinks she's an idiot or right, crazy or, or something. Yeah, and it's like sure, we both have discussed that this is just a physical. I would have been like, no, I want that. <laughs> I'm gonna don't ask. It. I'm not going to tell you I'm why. You're telling me why. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't want. You no, to you that. you can't have that. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Like who? You're not George Clooney. You're not no. Ryan Phillippe. Like who do you think you are? No. Like why are you so important that? Oh, I have to dispose of this because this is like mine. And like, who knows what these crazy girls are gonna? Are I gonna know. Do like, for me. all women are just crazy things. You put your penis in, and then they want to trap you. Like, great <laughs> view of the world. I, I hope that this guy's listening, I and I hope that like he cuts his penis off <laughs> and that he leaves society. I hate him. I think the woman who wrote in. I hope that you have found space to heal in knowing that he's completely off his rocker. Right. But he, he's just but delusional. Like, it's no, but like, yeah, he's delusional. And like, that's crazy. I That's crazy. That's this isn't. I also would like to say I. this is not how a normal hookup situation should be going on. You shouldn't be having to deal with this once you've already discussed like, oh, this is going to be a no strings attached thing. Let's just whatever happens. Yes. Like, let's hook up and like see you around like this. I'd hope it doesn't dissuade you from exploring your, you know, if you want to go and try to hook up with someone, you are very much allowed to. Yes. And not every guy I hope straight guys. This guy is, is an outlier. He's an outlier. Yeah. He's an outlier. This because this is nuts. But I would love to know his name. <laughs> if like, we could get one thing, address. it would be his name, his address, etc. Yes. This is the kind of thing where I'm not for like, you know, bullying, cyberbullying necessarily. But if we could just know like this guy's name, I think women would benefit. You know what this reminds me of? Hmm. That uh New York Times article or piece where like they set two people up on a blind date or whatever and <gasps> yes, then the girl has yes, a response and yeah. then the guy has a response yes. her responses are so polite and like maybe we were in a match and his were like I could tell from the first she didn't have the right stuff his name I think was Brian Peck <laughs> because you have to look him up you because he, yeah he's like she didn't have the goods didn't have the goods didn't have the goods and so of course you have to look up this guy and she of was like course. three minutes late in New York with those trains. Like, give me a break, dude. Yeah, like, he who? said she was late. And then he ordered for her. Like, he was a nightmare. And he was, like, an aspiring actor, right? Like, yeah. these guys, I swear, they look in the mirror and they see Drake. They see someone that they're not. And it's like, you need to calm down. I know. Not everyone wants you. Like, wants you're your not, baby. You're not a prize. No. Like, you're not a prize. I think every straight man should look in the mirror tonight and say, I'm not a prize. Like, I love that. Because it's like, as much as the gays and the ladies need to build themselves up, maybe the straight guys need to, like, I'm 100% in. I say, you know, what people say, lean in, lean in. I say, men, lean, lean out. out. Lean back. Just lean back a bit. Tone it down. I love you creating like mantras for straight men to just <laughs> degrade a little bit. Just a little. A little bit. I mean, confidence is great. Yeah. But like delusion is not. And there's a line. Oh my God. That is a zinger. That's how I feel. That is quotable. <laughs> just, these are my feelings. They're really good feelings. You're so right. I think to be my friend, you have to have 100% of my views. <laughs> I agree. And you've nailed it. <laughs> I'm glad this is still working out. After all these years, too. like this still works. We you know? hate the same people. <laughs> we think people are crazy. Yes. Oh, this girl. So I think we'll have to get insight from Ellen because I'm curious. Yes. 
even if he's like reading Reddit and they do this all the time. Uh, oh, right. If he's that guy, I want to know if there's any, you know, factual evidence or is there an anecdote? I wonder if there's an anecdote of this ever happening. I would I would love to know more. I mean, yeah. I would assume no. Did he like, like watch a Lifetime movie? Like I'm where sure, is he getting this? I'm sure Reddit is right. I I'm bet sure Reddit. there's a thread That's on Reddit. That's where everything comes from. I know. I know. And I feel like Reddit gets a bad rap because I feel like there are good channels on Reddit. But like all I think of is well, like. Well, why didn't they the shut terrible. this stuff down before? I don't know. I don't know. They had a responsibility. I know. And I mean, I get it. Serena Williams' husband is the Reddit guy. And like we I love want her, her child to be happy and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm conflicted. It's, confl- it's tough right know, now. With Serena getting involved. We love Serena. We love what are we going to do? <laughs> what can we do about Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> Serena, if you're listening, tell your husband. Yes, that there's a problem. You need to at least shut those channels down. Yes. Like the Trump fans and the alt-rights. It's right. Like, and I guess the like lady haters or whatever this channel whatever. would be called. Yeah. These need to go. Like bitches be crazy. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Okay, wow. so we're going to get some insight from Ellen and Thanks. then we'll be back with our guest. Oh. All right, this is my response to uh, that woman who called in about the jizz monster, the guy who, uh, I guess, you know, took his own ejaculate home with him. I mean, unless you're George Clooney or Drake, I really think you're overestimating uh, the value of your own output. I really don't think anyone is going to try and impregnate themselves all that badly. Uh, If you're that concerned about your jizz, maybe you shouldn't be getting it that close to other people. This is definitely not a slam on the lady at all. This guy was obviously out of line. I don't get why just like, you know, washing it all out in the sink or what have you wouldn't have been acceptable. Maybe he keeps them in some sort of weird collection. I don't know. It's not worth thinking about because crazy people do crazy things. And what are you going to (laughs) do? So we're back uh, at Relatively Healthy, and my guest co-host, Matt Palmer's here. Hi, everybody. Hi, Matt. Hi, Jane. And we have a very exciting guest. We're Skyping in uh, an anonymous couple. Alex and James is their cool pseudonym. And they're going to talk to us about relationships and how they've had their experiences that are different than mine. And I'm going to say things that are wrong and use the wrong <laughs> words. And they're going to correct me. And it's going to be I can't awesome. wait for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, just to start off. So you guys, how long have you been dating? Like a year and a half, I think. About a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half to like a year and three quarters. Nice. Nice. How did you meet? <laughs> oh, great question. Oh, how did you meet? Oh, so actually the way that we met was we had originally matched on Tinder and we kept trying to meet up and we never were able to meet up and we kind of just gave up on it. Oh, and no. then like m- months after that, we met at a friend's birthday party, the birthday party of a mutual friend. And we were like, oh, I recognize you. <laughs> and then we were like... <laughs> Hit it off really quick. Yeah, it was cool because I remember we were chatting on Tinder and then like we tried to set up dates and then it just never worked out. So I think we both kind of gave up. And then months, months later, we both just so happened to be at the same birthday party. And we're like, oh, wait, you? You and then uh, I took him home that night. Oh, yeah. I love story. I know. So My body went limp and he picked me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens after all those Tinder messages. Just to lose the yeah. energy. I love it. That's yeah. great. And so, in both, it sounds like when we were talking from both of your past experiences, you've had different sort of relationship setups. Like you've had some with different sort of parameters. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah. Um, so like I, when I first moved to the city, I, you know, started to go on dates and started to meet different people at different like gay uh, bars and different gay events. And some of them were in like open relationships and they had invited me to be a third in their open relationships. So probably I've been here about three years. So probably in that three years, I was with like maybe three or four different couples who were open wow. sometimes with them as couples and then sometimes they would be open but it, I would only be with one person in the relationship and either I didn't meet the other person in the relationship or I would meet them like at a later date or something but uh, some of them were like really positive experiences and some of them weren't like positive but they weren't necessarily negative so okay so how does and, yo sorry go on uh, so my experiences are kind of similar to James's, just a little different. I have been in the city now for four years and I first moved to the city in a relationship and about a year into it, we decided to open up our relationship. So I was experiencing, uh, the New York gay scene through, uh, that open experience. And then we eventually broke up and after we broke up, um, I started, uh, hooking up with some guys and a few of them were married that were inviting um, me as a third into their playtime and I'd work with other open relationship couples and I uh, would find that some of these couples um, they would either play together or they would play separately and um, I just started getting to know there's this one person uh, who I used to hook up with who I got to know like over a year and I'd only hooked up with him even though he was in an open relationship. And through that, he actually invited me over to his uh, apartment once to meet his partner and they made me dinner once and we all hung out. Nothing sexual ever happened there, but it was just a good getting to know you. And then I think like a few weeks later, I hooked up with the, the guy who invited me again, but I'd never done anything with the other partner um and, and i've met them because like what what happens too is that we'll run into different couples that either one of us has been with before we were together uh and we've even gone to dinner at their home mm -hmm. and uh it's been like really positive we've been able to maintain friendships because i think some of these like some of them are married and some aren't but some of the long-term relationships that are open the like the sexual experiences that we've had with them have been so positive that it's been very easy to maintain a friendship with them afterwards. Yeah, because for me, I feel like especially with the one person that I've known for a while, when you open up a relationship, you have to know uh, exactly what you're getting yourself into mm -hmm. and how you are reacting emotionally and physically when it becomes into something sexual. And so we started when I started uh, hooking up with this person who's in an open relationship, um, it just became this very physical, sexual thing, and it balanced into a little bit of a friendship from there, but it wasn't anything like strong or emotional based because he knew that he couldn't connect anything emotionally uh, to it other than uh, a friendship balance. We wanted to do something out of it, and that was sort of the balance that they had figured out for themselves to uh, keep their open relationship strong and honest between the both of them, yeah. which is why I think they invited me over so that he could see, oh, so this is someone who my partner is hooking up with uh, continuously uh, or repetitively, I'd say, and just so I know who this person is and knows what they are and I can get to know them and see what 
this person is drawn to about me. Uh, and then it just became a nice friendship from there. And then yeah, they're very open, like answering questions. I found usually like it, either you're with the couple or you're with one part of like one member of like the, either the marriage or the relationship. And they're always very open to talking about because usually also I found the couples that I've been with who are open are they tend to be older than me. So a lot of them will be like in their mid 30s, like, you know, they're still young but they've been in a long-term relationship sometimes for like 10 years sometimes for 12 years some of them have gotten married and they own property together and they're very open not just with talking about how to make like an open relationship work but just about I, I mean I feel like I got from them sometimes really good advice that I even use now in my own relationship which is monogamous you know just about like trust and communication and, and like enjoying each other I, I think that it's like they because they were so sex positive a lot of times talking about their own relationship I was able to gather like really good advice for my own future relationships that's amazing yeah. it sounds like you had yeah. so many positive experiences but in the beginning were there any sort of like you know debacles or situations oh, for sure. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not perfect definitely I mean I I met one couple when I went on a trip to Fire Island and we were like on the ferry and they even like uh, told they just like waved me over and we were talking and they invited me over for brunch the next day with like the implication that we would have like uh, I like I would be the third in their relationship and that we would have sex. So like I went over the next day and we spent like the whole day together and uh, it quickly became clear. I think this was maybe the first open relationship that I participated in and it quickly became clear that they were in it for like all the wrong reasons. Like we all made, they made brunch for me and everything and we ate the brunch and we all talked and then it like started and, and then at like one point they like stopped and like, um, they I, I could tell that they were like trying to have a conversation without saying anything in front of me but oh, that no. they one of them wasn't happy about the way that something was going and so <laughs> oh, <no>. um, <laughs> I know like so I, I think also you can see that like uh, most of the experiences I've had were positive but that definitely was one of the ones where I could tell you you as a third person in the relationship can I think immediately tell whether they're in it for the right reasons or the wrong reasons because in that one I really feel I could tell almost immediately because of like the body language while we were having sex that one of them was very into having the relationship be open and one of them was definitely kind of just doing it for their partner oh, no. and it wasn't yeah which happens completely you know <laughs> yeah I have I have plenty of say about that because when I was in my previous relationship when we opened it we opened it for the completely wrong reasons mm -hmm. and it yeah it's what eventually led to us breaking up because what I've learned and the the positive thing that we've talked about is that it really shows you in a good working open relationship uh, or open marriage is that level of communication and honesty between two people, especially about your sexual needs, because a lot of people are afraid to talk about that to other people uh, or to their partner, especially about like what they want or what they feel sexually. So my last relationship, we opened it just because like things were fizzling down. There wasn't that like passion anymore. And I was lost in a emotional state. I felt like I didn't love this person as much as I used to at the beginning of our relationship. And, um, we had a history of our relationship, um, 
of of inviting someone into our relationship a lot of the time. So before we officially went open, well, excuse me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I felt it coming. <laughs> but um, so before we officially went open, we had had a couple of threesomes before, uh, before that. And we've had a foursome before as well with another couple. And that, those were simple and easy to build just because those were early in our relationship. We knew where each of us stood and our relationship actually started from a threesome because we both realized this passion and this energy that we felt towards each other. And so because of that, when we moved to the city, we would occasionally, not very often, just occasionally bring in a third to come play with us. And when you invite a third person in, you really have to think about, okay, we're bringing someone in to our space and into our relationship. They're not a part of this. So we can't put uh, this view or this need on them. The way I always saw it as we're inviting someone to come play with us in a sexual way and in, in, a, in an emotional way because we're inviting them into our personal space. So it's just this way of bringing someone in and like doing something different and heightening what has already is that you've already been able to do. So like one-on-one -on -one sex has been fine. So bringing something else in is like, okay, they are here for us. Like they're not obviously a toy. They have their own emotions and they have their own needs as well. <laughs> I mean, you have to break it up that way because it's harder to, to like, Oh yeah. And I think being like the third person in a, like, like in a relationship, knowing that like, I'm not in a relationship with these people, but it's I'm just like a sex. Some people definitely handle that like much better than others. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like that was something. But the way it turned negative was towards the end of a uh, uh, me and my last ex's relationship when we officially opened stuff up. Because I brought up the point, hey, I want to hook up with this person that the three that you and I have hooked up with. But I want to hook up with him one on one. What do we want to do about that? And he got very defensive and his feelings got hurt a little bit, but he knew that I was kind of like distancing myself because I was unsure of the relationship. So I knew that he only agreed to it because he wanted to keep the relationship strong. Mm. And it was another way for me to disassociate from the relationship because I was able to do something one-on-one -on -one with somebody right. else. So that's like not a healthy. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> a healthy way. And then something else that is bound to happen is uh, that, after that point, anytime we invited a third person to come with us, it it didn't become very clear or evident, but we could tell that the person who we invited always wanted to do more things with me than with him. And it hurt his feelings because he felt that he wasn't uh, attractive enough at a level Aww. or good enough at sex at a level, which wasn't it. Yeah. So oh, it was I've definitely like when I was in that first uh, when I went with that first couple that I talked about that I met on like in Fire Island. I mean, it was very clear. I think that I, I was interested in one of them and definitely not the other one. And I was surprised to be invited to come have, have sex with them. But then it was like when you're in the moment, you really can't hide the fact that you're sexually interested in one of them and you're not sexually interested in the other one of them. Yeah, because one's uglier. I, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. 
also like I I after that experience and I had more positive experiences I realized that like also as a third it's like if you feel that way I knew that I had to be honest about it from the beginning because it's also important for me having sex with a couple in, in an open relationship to be clear about how I feel because it's also not fair to them for me to enter into their open relationship and not be honest about the way that I'm feeling mm -hmm. in terms of like attracted to which of them or both of them or you know it, it's like a very open dialogue between all of us you there's know? a and level I, I, like this communication and the emotional checking in that i've never heard of I know. this is like so mature <laughs> that like i never i couldn't even imagine being able to express a feeling i know this is like existing on a plane that i've not even <laughs> come close like, to what we're not even like human <laughs> no. we're, what is this <laughs> because i feel like i operate from it, a place it, of jealousy and insecurity absolutely. that's my most those are my drivers <laughs> yes exactly yeah <laughs> so you don't you it feels like you don't have that. Yeah, well, I feel like in order to really make it work, you have to have that level where, of course, you're going to admit that you're going to be jealous, but you can't let that be the driving function of it. There is this one instance, I think it was the second married couple I ever hooked up with here in the city. They had this wonderful like rooftop apartment and house kitchen that had a jacuzzi. So they invited me over. Uh, we went to their rooftop. I think they like served some drinks and then we all got naked in the jacuzzi and we just started talking because they wanted to know. Before any heavy petting happened and before touching. But we you were, were naked. Like that's what happened before. <laughs> Like after the, you know, you talk after you get naked. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It was just a funny balance of like, oh, okay. So now we're like, we're going to be physically vulnerable with each other. And then we're now going to be a little bit emotional vulnerable <laughs> just to connect. Because I kind of like that. I'm a person who comes from a sexual point of view where like I want to be emotionally connected with somebody as well rather than just go straight into the sex because then I don't want to feel like I'm just being used. I feel like there is a difference between mm. making love and having sex. So um, there's a stronger connection to me. So like for me, I get more out of it when you talk before you get to know someone and then you're like turned on by like their intellect or their interest or like oh my but god then don't like, you want to marry them <laughs> like isn't it like oh okay i found him he's we're done thank you ring <laughs> on it. it and we did it <laughs> i mean i'll say that um like it was like in terms of that like that that i was more like sometimes admiration for because where i was coming from i was coming from like a really rural area in the south and down there, there's like this incredible shame. Mm -hmm. So to come up here and to meet couples who were like a, a little bit older than me, like some of them were like 10 years older than me and they had this incredible maturity and responsibility and like trust between them to be able to include another person in their relationship. And then I'm telling you like some of these couples, like I would go over, they would make brunch or they would make a beautiful dinner, like set the table. Then we would all like hang out with each other and like, you know, they would would have really nice wine or something we would all hang out and then afterwards they would like make another meal in the morning for breakfast and then like I would take a shower they would fold my clothes and put them next to the shower like, <laughs> like it was it was a really positive experience where it was like wow I this is a really positive sexual experience but I understand that it's not going to turn into any sort of like long-term mm. relationship but I enjoy like the intimacy of it I enjoy being with these people who have such a like incredible relationship to sex and their own sexuality it's really good to see like 
a couple who has this like beautiful intimacy and they've been together for like eight, 10, 12 years um, while they've been open and they've been able to make it work and they've treated me in such a wonderful way. And I know like, I mean, I feel like Janie, like you've dated in New York too. And like, you know, sometimes you can have the worst experiences trying to have like a monogamous Mm -hmm. relationship with someone. And then here's this open relationship. And it's like, wow, this is such a beautiful look at the possibilities of how great it can be to like be with someone. You know what I mean? Uh, It was really good. I mean, like I, I still with those people and I'll even go to them as a a form of like mentorship sometimes Mm -hmm. if I have a question about my own relationship I mean you know they've met Alex like uh and and they're they're older and they provide really good advice and they're very like sweet towards me too because of that you know and I've had some of my best sexual relationships with those people which is like a really positive thing and I think it's helped me in my own like monogamous relationship with Alex to be able to have an even better sex life just wow. based upon my experiences with them. Yeah, this is I will say <laughs> I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You've made a lot of bad <laughs> uh, Speaking on that, I will say it's also a huge turn on when you see a couple that is just so into each other. There is one instance where I was hooking up with this married couple and like we were already like in the throes of sex and ever and I was just like, you know what? I want to see both of you go at it because I just want to see how you two go. And so, like, I got to the corner of the bed and I would just watch them. And, like, their passion is something, like, so beautiful because even though I'm there and it wasn't a voyeuristic thing or exhibitionist thing, but, like, even though that I was there watching them still be as affectionate and passionate together, even though they invited a third, was something that was just like, oh, that's hot. Like, (laughs) and then... That's cool too. I've met them. Yeah. And they're great. You guys are like, so like having fun talking about this stuff and we're watching you on Skype and no one's flinching. It's like you can talk about your past with such sort of like, sure, of course. Right. And if I ever like find out a guy I dated is dating someone now, I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm in bed all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scrolling through the Instagram. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like a way different way of looking at yeah. things and it sounds healthier. <laughs> <laughs> like not three-dimensional because I think both of us have talked about like our negative dating experiences Mm -hmm. in the past and those also help us to have like a more healthy relationship to talk over like the times when we didn't feel comfortable having sex or the relationships that failed Mm -hmm. um and we've also met those people too you know from like going home to visit or you know college and and around the city I mean like the city is a big city but it's smaller than you think when you're here and and so we've had terrible experiences too, whether with like open relationships or monogamous ones. And um, I think, I don't know why, I think that's one thing that does bond us together so co- closely is that the both of us seek out like a very healthy relationship mm-hmm. to sex and we're very willing to talk about our experiences yeah. with it. So Well, I think that's something that, that you just have to have in a strong relationship in the gay community because there's that perception that all gay men just want to have sex all the time, which isn't true for every person. So when we started our relationship, I talked to James about my previous uh, relationships and the way I perceived sex, the way how I felt during it. And I talked about the difference between making love and having sex and all these different things. And it, it required me going into my past and telling him things that either I felt embarrassed or uncomfortable about sharing, but I know that I needed him to know so that we could strengthen 
strengthen what we have or make better what we have if I'm talking to him in moments of when we're in trouble. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that like I've been able to be very open with him for that reason as well. And I think before we were together, he was maybe a little bit more sexually adventurous than me. He had more experience than I did. And I've like learned a lot of things from him about sex, like whether about having sex or about like relationships because he's also my first relationship like Alex is my first like long-term relationship oh that I've ever had so what's it like now like you're in a monogamous relationship after all of these different you know sort of setups and experiences what how how does it feel to be monogamous for me it's great I really like it I mean it's been I mean it does it makes me feel really happy he makes me very happy you know and it's been hard because it's like it is my first relationship too and it's not his. So I've had to be like for me it's like um I've never had in a really long time like that accountability to one person like mm-hmm. always. Like it's we're together all the time. Like we eat together, we sleep together, we do everything. We we do a lot of stuff together. And for me I have like I've always rested on a very strong support network of friends. Mm-hmm. But with friends you're not together like all the time like every second of the day. So it's actually been really good. Like I've been like eating better and sleeping better and like taking care of myself better because there's like somebody there to kind of be like, hey, why aren't you doing this? Or like, hey, if you're tired, go to bed or like get off your phone and go to bed. <laughs> uh, like the always on my phone. So but it's it's really nice. But it's also hard because it's like I've never gone through a relationship. So I don't know how to navigate other things like hey, I want time to myself. Like, mm-hmm. is that okay to ask for time to myself? Like, how do I ask for time for myself? Things like that. And it's been really great because he's been so open to things like that. And I think that that started with us sort of ha- having this very like open honesty and trust about sex. Mm-hmm. And then it's opened up to other parts of our relationship, mm-hmm. having like trust and honesty. But I think also that we like... um we lose that sometimes. And then when we lose that sort of like honesty and trust about like having sex or about other parts of our relationship, we're also, we both, and he's even said this, that it's better now in our relationship than it's been in his past ones. Like we have this willingness to like confront it and talk so we don't like end up like resenting each other or something. Yeah. A hundred percent. Which is great. Cause for my first relationship that feels really good to like have be able to have those conversations to have that like you know we don't have to have a fight necessarily we can just kind of like talk it out or we can fight or we can you know it's it feels really good I like it yeah and I will say it helps that James has a wonderful sense of humor about (laughs) things as well so I can tend to be a little ridiculous or emotional so he'll either like calm things down or like point out hey you're doing this but we'll be kind about it and then when we're in instances where we run into ex-lovers or like people we've hooked up with before we can laugh about it. Mm. Oh He's yeah, able to... we tell each other all our stories, whether <laughs> yeah. they're good or bad, and like, and even we'll say like really positive things about them. Like, I mean, one of them, I told, I told Alex, I was just like, oh my god, he was one of like the kindest people I've ever been with. He is so sweet, you know. Yeah, and there'll be instances where we'll see somebody I know, like, oh my god, that guy has one of the biggest dicks I've ever had. <laughs> <Yeah. before." laughs> 
I love yeah. that. That's amazing. I love that you can joke about that. That's like a different level than most relationships I've seen and, Absolutely. you know, the worries people have. I know. It sounds like there's really universal advice no matter the setup of the relationship. It's like communication and trust. And being able to mm. laugh about things, I it know. sounds amazing. I, I wish yeah. I could This all feels very timely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I'm like taking notes. Um, and you said uh, off air um, that you have seen like long-term relationships that have lasted and that you were seeing a correlation with openness. Can you speak a little to that? Yeah, I mean, well, there was a time where we were we were thinking about like, Cause we were like thinking about ourselves and about like the other, like specifically gay relationships. I mean, there, we have like lots of, we're not only gay friends, like we're not <laughs> only friends with gay people, but we have a lot of like gay friends who are in open relationships. And there was a while where we had a hard time thinking of like a couple who we knew who had been together for a while who weren't in like an open relationship. Like we could only think of maybe a couple who were monogamous. Uh, and so we kind of, and we, as a couple have been propositioned a few times for being in the threesome. Like Would someone you do who it? To, Ooh. Right. So we, <laughs> we've, never done it. we've never done it, but like we said, we had a conversation about it because we thought it was good to, you know, talk about it. We even had one time we invited <laughs> someone who was really drunk, who we didn't want to have to go all the way home. Uh, Cause we were in Brooklyn and they were like uptown Manhattan and yes. we were like, just sleep on our couch. I invited them back over to our place and then made it very clear that we were not trying to do anything. Right. Yet like an hour after getting into bed, he tries to get into bed with no. us. He like falls into bed. He like opened the door and got into bed and started like rubbing Alex's back. Wow. And, and we were, we both just like froze and then we were like, hey, are you all right? And then he was like, <laughs> he was like, no. And then he left. He just got up, left, went to the living room. And then when we woke up in the morning, he was gone. He was gone. Wow. <laughs> You know, you got to give it a try. You got to really, you <laughs> right. know. And, but like, because we talked about uh, our sex life and our sexuality and all of that, we didn't really made it a negative thing about that person. And we didn't hold it against that person either because we right. understand. Completely. Yeah. Like, where they could come from. And, and I guess kind of how we, since we didn't explicitly Say no. I yeah. felt like we. I felt like we tried to make it very clear that it wasn't going to happen tonight. We just want you to be safe. Yeah, exactly. But but again, like it was also good because we had talked about it previously that we weren't interested in being in a threesome. Yeah. And so we were both like, it wasn't a thing of like, oh, are they into this? Should I be into this? It was a very clear like, oh no, we both know that we don't want to do this. So we very politely asked him to leave the room, and then he left, and and it and it made. I think it helped that situation resolve itself mm -hmm. in a. Moment much like easy like an easier fashion than it would have if we hadn't have already had that conversation and you know we've gone together as a couple to, to like fire island where there's like a lot of couples who are open and you know we've been propositioned there as well and you know it's even like it'll get to the point where like you know we'll go to somebody's pool and we'll like take our clothes off and swim with like a like a group of different gay guys where you know on fire island that's something that like a lot of people do like there's a lot of nudity there's a lot of gay people there's a lot of gay couples who are very interested in like exploring but we had already had that conversation conversation again of like no we're not interested so it made it a lot easier because it was like oh we know what we want and what we don't want yeah. and we didn't even need to communicate there like in a panicked way it was like a very calm thing of like we removed ourselves from a situation if we felt that 
it was inappropriate for us to be a monogamous couple there or something. Wow. Exactly. And kind of speak. Yeah. Well, with that, it's like because we know uh, our boundaries with each other and uh, with other people, like things at Fire Island that require nudity and stuff, we don't care about because we're just yeah. like, we know it's not going to go anywhere. We know where we stand with each other. We know how strong our relationship is. So even if we get naked with other people, it doesn't mean that anything is going to change right. or going to progress from that because if it does as James said we'd remove ourselves from the situation right. but usually people are respectful of that yeah. like we don't want it to seem like we're ever being pressured or anything no, no, like no, that no 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 at all a lot of people are like very respectful and like very encouraging of it too people of all ages yeah. even the people that we still hang out with who we used to ha- hook up with who are still in open relationships, like they still hang out with us and they never pressure us. Yeah. You know what I mean? My point with the previous statement was just like, because a lot of people, they see, oh my God, you're getting naked or you're doing something in the nude with this person. It'll add to something. But with us, it doesn't heighten it at all. It's just part of our bodies. And we know that our bodies are for each other uh, physically in that sense so by getting nude it's not a sexual relate it's not a, in a sexual manner for us when we're in these situations where we just so happen to be nude with other people Man, this imagine boundaries it's just like unbelievable to think about <laughs> the established boundaries one day can you yeah that's like that's what i'll put on my vision board I think that's good <laughs> boundaries 2017 or 2018 goals amazing <laughs> exactly 2020 <laughs> so i think we have to move on and this has just been like the best i feel like I, i've learned a lot i've learned so much it's really <laughs> I'll talk to you off we'll air. We'll talk off air. There's a lot of insights that I have been shared. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you both oh. so much. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. It was our pleasure. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us and talking with us. We had such a blast. We love and miss you, yes. Jamie. We love you. Miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex and James, for that extremely enlightening conversation. Unbelievable. Our minds are actually blown. That was crazy. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine just the thought process of like, oh, we're going to talk about literally every uncomfortable thing that could arise yeah. just so when it does, we're prepared. It's like having a fire extinguisher. Yes. Just like available to you. Yes. And to like have a fire exit plan. Yes. <laughs> because the main thing that happens in relationships, I think with most people, is yeah. stuff comes up and you do something out of panic or right. you want to please the other person and not really say, or you don't even know how you're feeling. Yeah. And they have such explicit views and they come into it and they like communicate. Yeah. That I think there's so much to learn for everybody from that, just right. in a relationship. I think there's a lot of people, myself included, who like have been taught to ha- that sex is a shame-based thing, and mm. so even if we are with the person that you're like doing sexual things with, you kind of don't verbalize or vocalize exactly like what you want or what they want and totally. like what to do in this situation. And I think that like whether or not you're interested in being a part of you know a. a threesome or an open relationship it's more about just being able to communicate with each other and be like oh yes this is I need to know this because I want to make you happy and I need to know what you want and what I want and so when something arises it won't be a surprise exactly I think you're so right about the shame thing like people don't even know how to access what they want or even like can be in touch with that because we're just so like we're not allowed no so to hear that, it's really incredible. And they trust each other enough to share and know he's not going to judge me. Yeah. And not, he's not going to, you know. And like, we're going to go to Fire Island. Everyone's going to get naked. And like, I'm not nervous about that at all. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> what a way to be. I love that. I know. And like, haha, I slept with him. He had the biggest dick. Like, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I know. That's so funny. I know. 
I feel great. like that's a conversation to be had. Yeah. Are they just different from us? Like- I think, <laughs> I'd like to think we can get there. I mean, I think I, I, I'm, I'm really going to try to internalize what this was and like take it going forward because I am, you know, also from the South, like I believe James mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like it kind of has stifled that part of me in a way. And so oh, I just wow. need to be okay with verbalizing and, you know, vocalizing. Because as much as, again, I can love watching a Britney Spears performance <laughs> and applaud her sexuality, it's not something I generally access in myself and, like, yeah. definitely not verbalize. Right. You know? But it's also, I think, like, as evidenced by them, it's a partner who's willing to listen yes. and open and, like, yes. cares about what you yeah. have to say. Yeah, like, that's, that's, my, that's And you the know. fact that this is James's first relationship, it's like, oh you... Oh, my God. You lucky little <laughs> you bitch. You <lucky> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like... I could take you back to my first relationship. Honestly. It was a fucking horror show. He's like, yeah, you know, I just like, you know, I ask him for alone time and he's fine with it. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Honestly. It's like, he didn't make a list about you? You weren't like throwing rocks through each other's windows? It's crazy. Um, So we're very happy for them. And I'm also like, how do you, f- I'm not jealous of them at all. I'm not, je- I'm just, I feel enlightened. I feel like wow. I've learned more from I think this. I, have too. Than I had a else. lot of misconceptions. I about did open too. I didn't know. And I wanted almost to ask, like, why is your relationship not open if you guys right. have been a part of it? But it just seems like, oh, well, we just talked about it and we decided we don't it's want not it. going to be. It's we'll like, change our mind. You yeah, know. maybe at some point we'll change our mind and it's like that's on the table. And like if that comes up, I will verbalize it and vocalize it and we'll communicate and right. it'll be fine. Because if someone said to me before this podcast like that they were a third, I'd be like, how? <laughs> yeah, like what? You're a third like runner up. <laughs> <laughs> and so to hear that and like why that's valuable right. and that also that they can separate different I know they're, they're smarter than people than I am <laughs> and James said at some point he got like his towels folded and it's oh, like got to shower. I was like this is a bed and breakfast what, honestly. I was like, yeah, honestly what, what are our dress yeah, like, like do like, they need a maid right. I just like you know whatever they need I can just be around it sounds like a great couple it really oh and I'm, like you know good career networking it sounds like these people have money they own property I know did you hear that in New did. York City how'd they do that how'd they do that cha-ching I would love to get some names I know we need to get some contact emails and be like we you know we can't help you in that way but like we need a you know makeup artist <laughs> I can learn the trades we I can, can learn wa- trades yeah I can watch some YouTube videos <laughs> exactly alright well that was great thanks again to them unbelievable amazing we'll be right back thank you so much for listening to Relatively Healthy I've been Janie Stoller with Matt Palmer Matt where can people find you find me at Matt Palmer Music on Twitter Instagram and YouTube amazing look up all his music he's so talented and the best and uh, thank you to our guests and everyone who has submitted questions and everything you've done for us so if, if you could just do us one more thing if you could rate and re- and uh, subscribe on iTunes that would be amazing if you give us a five star review five stars only that's a great t-shirt. <laughs> and if you could just uh, do that, we would really appreciate it. And keep sending your questions and keep listening. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Thank you. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com.